in so, the flesh. So, more embarrassing is the fact that I'm 40 years old and I tried Molly for the first time last year. <laughs> or I was hanging out with other 40-year-olds that gave it to me for the first time last year. <laughs> what an amazing trip this shit is. Where the hell have I been all my life? You know, <laughs> I see, you know, I, this, you, you, you know, you know what I blame that on? My father. I grew up with a military father, and he was very strict. Everything was military. We the, like. Every All right, so, that was a little bit of. I don't know of, what's more embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a little bit of uh, Renee Garcia at the Laugh Factory here in Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. I'm with <laughs> Renee Garcia. Everybody, give it up. What is up? Yes. What is up? I still got that crap on my hands. Fucking. Uh, can't oh yeah, shit. sorry about that, bro. Boop no dollar. Worries. I don't know why I'm. <laughs> I don't know why I'm fucking taking it off on my shirt. I'm wiping it off on my shirt like it's not going to stink later. <laughs> oh, God. You're boot a good sport. This is Oh, that's uh, all Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Totally brother. busted. Got me. <laughs> Got him. So the name of the podcast is Poop Dollar, bro. And I... Yep. You know, it kind of has a double meaning, you know, it's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it means like when you think that you're getting something good and then you find out there's poop in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you, have, is there anything in your life that you've experienced where you you got something of a reward, like you found money or, you know, you were in a relationship or you got a new job or anything in life where you thought going into it, you got this great thing, and then it turns out you got a poop dollar. Yeah, my marriage. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, all the comics saw that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, no, dude. My wife. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. Uh... Yeah, man, you know, it, it, I, I I went into my marriage thinking it was going to be something very, very good, very, you know, uh, obviously different for me at that time. I was young. I was 20, 21 years old. Damn, but you I got but, married at 21, yes, bro? Yeah, dude. I mean, I just went through puberty, for crying out loud. I just barely started to have sex. I was the last one out of all my friends to have sex and the first one to have a baby. Can you fucking believe that? Wow. When yeah, did you man. first have sex? Well, shit, I was already out of high school, bro. Fuck, man. Wow. I mean, I don't I don't count what happened in, you know, at church. You know, that doesn't <laughs> count. Uh, I'm talking about, like, <laughs> on my own terms. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, it's yeah, between I, you and the priest, right? right? Yes, yes. And the man upstairs. <laughs> don't you tell anybody. Um, yeah, man. Uh, you know, I... I we, we had a kid very early, you know, um, and I thought I was going to do the right thing. I thought I was doing the right thing, but you, you start to realize. Was this high school sweetheart? No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, uh, we met like a year after I had already graduated high school. I was like 19 at the time. Uh, and we met, we dated for, uh, you know, a, Oh, a so this bit. was after high school? Oh, it was way after high school. Oh, yeah. okay. You know, well, I mean, not way after high school, but, you know, a year after high school is when I met her. We started dating. Uh, and then, uh, you know, um, got pregnant and then, you know, I was trying to do the right thing and, you know, but, but you, you, you learn to realize that, that, that's, that's not who you are at that moment. That's not where you want to be and, and, and deep in your heart and deep in your mind, you know, you're unhappy and what you thought was 
something different than what you thought was fantastic, I mean, ultimately was you're just bullshitting yourself, you know. Why is you, that? You, because, you know, I mean, you're you're trying to do the right thing, but as I look back on it, you know, I wasn't ready for marriage. I wasn't ready marriage. I was I wasn't ready for marriage financially, mentally, uh, uh, physically. Uh, I mean, emotionally. I wasn't ready for any of that shit, dude. You know, I I did it because um, uh, I, I did it because of my son. I, I wasn't in love uh, with my wife. You at weren't the time. in love with her, dude. I loved her because she was the mother of my child, but I wasn't in love with her. You know oh, what I'm saying? Damn. That's two completely yes. different fucking things. And that's what I think people just uh, uh, don't understand. They don't. They they misunderstand that. You know, there is a huge fucking difference yeah, between absolutely. loving somebody because they've done something for you, like have a child, obviously, or or or, or whatever. Um, and then there's a difference between, uh, being in love with somebody yeah. and, uh, you know, at, at 20, 21 years, what the fuck do I know, bro? You know what Nothing. I'm saying? Exactly. I barely I don't even know, know something at 45, I, uh, yeah, bro. Exactly. I'm, I'm 47. <laughs> I don't know what Jesus. the... Jesus. <laughs> yeah, uh. bro. But, uh, yeah, man. So did anyone like tell you, dude, what are you doing? What, why, are you crazy? Did anyone like steer you away from it? No, not really. Well, you got I shitty be friends, honest, dude. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. You got shitty friends, bro. Yeah, Where the fuck was I? But, I would have told you. But I'm telling you, I couldn't begin to tell you that after I got divorced, man, then, you know, people were like, dude, I, I really honestly didn't think, you know, that you were doing the right thing, but I wasn't going to ruin your your happiness. Happiness. Yeah. Like, motherfucker, my happiness, dude, you should have told me. Like, I was, ho I was hoping somebody was going to talk me out of it. You know, the only person that actually really told me something before I got married, like, like something to that effect, was my ex-mother-in-law, bro. She was the only one that came at me and was like, I mean, my mom and my dad, you know, were kind of like, oh, if you don't want to do this, you know, you don't have to. My, my parents did tell me that. Wow. I'm going to be honest. So, so let me back up. God my parents, Yeah, my parents did tell me that. However, my ex-mother-in-law was also one of the only, she was the only third person that actually came over. And this is, this is coming from my, my, my ex-wife's mom, for crying out loud. Yeah. She's like, son, I'm going to tell you. If you don't want to marry my daughter, don't do it. Wow. You're gonna save my. You're gonna save me a lot of money, and you're gonna save this whole family a headache. Uh, not, in, but she didn't mean it in a bad way. Yeah. She just meant, hey, listen, I'm being serious. You know, let's not go. Let's not bullshit each wow. other. You know, and let's not bullshit ourselves. Like, let, let, and and let's definitely not waste everybody else's time, right. and especially my money. Wow. Uh, you know, so I was like, okay, not my money, but yeah. her money. You know what I'm sure. saying? Because they paid for most of it. Mm -hmm. But um, I thought that spoke volumes, bro. But you know what, man? She told me that, dude. And I, uh, but I mean, what do I know? I, I, I just, I wanted to be a good man. I wanted to be a good father, and I wanted to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are then a good man, and you are a good father. Full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you see, kids, because and you know that's so relevant right now because I find that like millennials and a lot of the young generation are getting uh, married young now. It's kind of like a, a little fat bit, thing. yeah. But the difference is, and the difference is, and listen to me, millennials, when I tell you this, because so, uh, it, it and and it, and I'm serious because it uh, you see it all the time. I think the difference is, is when these young people get married, they go into marriage going, ah, you know what, if it doesn't work out, ah, fuck it, you know what, I'll try it again, maybe somewhere down the line. Yeah. No, you don't think that way. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when, when we went into, when I went into marriage, I said, I'm going to do this one fucking time and one time only. Yeah. I'm not going to do 
this two, three times like 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 a lot of other people I yeah. know. I'm not doing that shit, man. You know, if it doesn't work out, I'm going to learn from my mistake. And I'm just going to just go uh, into a relationship just enjoying my time with that person and just going with the flow. Don't ask no questions. Don't do nothing. Don't don't read too much into it. Let's just enjoy, let's just enjoy each other's company and move the fuck on. You know, we don't need to involve the church, uh, pieces of paper, a judge, a jury, your aunt, your uncle, you know, my parents, your parents. Shit the, get the fuck out of here, dude. Let, let's just enjoy each other's company. And you know what? And when, when you want to leave, you fucking leave. And when I want to leave, I'll fucking leave. Sure, it's going to hurt, but you know what? It's not going to hurt that bad because we don't have a business together. We don't have kids together. And you know what? Maybe we might have a dog or a cat. That might fucking suck. Yeah. Or a fish or a gecko or a snake or a chameleon or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> I'd rather deal with a pet than, than, than you know, actual children and, you know, and maybe a business. So, uh-huh. you know, you try to think of it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if it's a case of beer, fuck it. I'll just go to 70 Law and buy me another one. No big deal. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Sure. But. It's just it's it's so much different now. The mentality is different. You know yeah, what I mean? It sure is. The, the commitment is is just not there. I talk about this all the time too, Eric. When I'm on yeah. stage, well, when I was on stage, <laughs> fucking Corona. Hold on, let me uh, check this camera over here. Yeah, check it. But um, like, isn't isn't your um, son a millennial? Yeah. So my son falls into that. Um, and there goes Eric. Uh, uh, <laughs> am, I, am I blocking? Yeah, a little bit, but it's okay. I, I can work around your your butt. There I am. Here I am. So, um, yeah, my my son, my son falls into that millennial thing. Um, I think I don't know. I'm not sure where my son falls into. My son's 25 now. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, he's a gamer. He falls into that gamer shit. You know what I mean? You know the, the fucking what do you call that? The halos. Um, all Fortnite. that other, all that other war shit that Fortnite. they play Fortnite, whatever. Yeah, um, plays a lot of other sports type shit. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, man. So, so your I, son I just, is twenty five. So my son's twenty five. Jesus. Yeah, dude. I know. So, I know. I look like I'm, you know, fucking. Yeah, dude. You look like you're fucking twenty five, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens like, when you leave Latinos uh, alone at recess. Uh, we don't fuck around, bro. We 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 get to business. <laughs> you you must have been like me, bro, because like when I was like fucking, you know, a teenager, I looked super young, bro, super young. Wait, did you, Dude, so, I mean, if you look young, like this well, young I mean, right look now, the way I look young like, now. As a teenager, I mean, you you must have looked like a little like a uh, dude. You know, a oh, fucking yeah. grade schooler. Well, let me tell you, Eric, like guys like me and you, yeah, we. We we have like this Benjamin Button disease. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the older we get, the younger we look. It's crazy. And, and and you know what it is? It's it's all in here, dude. Your yeah. soul, your heart. You know? I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I, I'm 47. You're 45. I'm older than you. I mean, but yeah, I'm but 45. I don't feel. I mean, now, granted, I, sometimes I don't feel 47. Yeah. But there's times where I wake up in the morning and my body's going, hey, listen, brother, I, I, I'm I, glad you had a great time last night. I'm glad <laughs> you did all kinds of bullshit. I'm glad you jumped off the roof into that fucking pool. Yeah. But I am here to remind you that you are almost 50 years old. <laughs> and You're a grown-up. Yeah, no and the whole... <laughs> pranks, okay? We're not in college anymore. We're grown-ups. So That's I right. like it. 
grown-ups. And I don't want to be a grown-up. But Dude, your, your body does that. And it says, yeah. look, listen, you're, you're grown and you're almost 50 years old and you got to stop doing shit like that. So for the whole day, I'm going to I'm gonna torture you yeah. and I'm going to make your body ache all fucking day. Uh, and, it's, and that sucks, bro. Yeah, yeah. That that's how you really feel your age, right? Yeah. Because like when 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 start when things start hurting and and you're feeling pains in your back or in your legs and your knees, and you you get it from not wrestling bears, yeah, not jogging five miles, or not weightlifting your your heaviest weight that you ever lifted, you do it and you get hurt by getting in and out of a car, getting in and out of bed getting up and off the toilet. It's always simple shit that yeah. fucking ruins your, your back. You know what I mean? And you're like, what the hell? Like, what the hell is going on right now? Yeah, it's tough, dude. Yeah, it sucks. But uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, man, you know, but I feel great. I mean, I, I you know. Um, you look great. I, yeah, yeah. You look great, too. Thank look at you, us. bro. Look at us with these sleeveless shirts on. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. Fucking chachis Come over on, here. baby. <laughs> Joni loves... <laughs> Well, dude, that's so funny. She, loved, she did love Chachi. Were you at Hunter's wedding? <laughs> he was there, fucking no, Chachi, dude. No, Adam Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's so friends I, with that guy. Right, I didn't get invited. But <laughs> the only reason why I wanted to get invited because yeah. I wanted to be part of that dance contest. You, you guys know me. I love to dance. I love to dance, and I wanted to be part of that 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 dance <laughs> contest. And Jay, but Jason Andors, man, how how dope is that guy, man? Oh, he's I, awesome. I've known Jason for uh, a year. Years, dude, and that guy is that guy has been a dancer. Uh, I think since he was four. Yeah, but yeah, he's great a dancer, great dancer. Bro. Yeah, he's a great dancer, dude. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, dude, that that guy was great, bro. You, let me tell you a story about fucking. Greg Wilson was hilarious, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He was, <laughs> dude, let me tell you a story about Hunter's wedding, right? All right. So uh, Adam's a, a comedian friend of ours. This guy invites me to his wedding. And, you know, fucking, I forget to RSVP. Okay, that's my fault, okay? I didn't RSVP. So maybe, like, two days before... You just RSV'd. You I, forgot the yeah, P, motherfucker. I always... Yeah, <laughs> I forgot the P. I did RSVP. No, you just RSV'd. Yeah. I just figured, you know, we're friends. You know I'm going to your yeah, party. I don't need fucking that P. Wedding. I'm going to RSV. I'm not going to even put yeah. the P. Because we're that we're that close. Yeah. I got Dude, you. But, the, you know, like, it doesn't work like that with weddings. They really need to know if you're going. Especially man. white weddings. Yeah, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah, especially white yeah, weddings. Yeah, That's yeah. a good uh, point. White right weddings. There. Yeah. No, but it's because, I mean, it wasn't a fancy place. They film a lot of movies there. Um, I know a bunch of videos that were filmed there, and it wasn't until afterwards because it looked so goddamn familiar, bro. It was at, it was at some castle. It's a famous... Castle? Yeah, Greystone Shh. Castle or something like that. Castle Greystone? I don't know. Like, He-Man and Skeletor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He-Man. That's right, He-Man. Yeah, uh, Hunter <laughs> looks like He-Man, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, He's got that wrestler body, right? bro. You know, the MMA fucking God, neck, that dude. Guy, man. Oh, dude, he's so dope, bro. Yeah. I love Adam Hunter, man. He's got his, muscles his, in his, his neck. Yeah, he does. He's got muscles in his fucking ears, for crying out loud. Yeah. Dude, his dad is so dope. Did you get to meet his father? Fucking Joe, yeah. Dude, oh, dude. my God. Joe is fantastic. I want to give a shout-out to Adam Hunter and his old man. Yeah. Joe, you are the best. I haven't seen you in a long time. And Adam, I haven't seen you in a long time either, man. But I love both of you guys. Adam, you and your father are the dopest people I've ever met in my life since I've been here in L.A. Dude, Joe was a rock star, man. He used to manage fucking Kiss. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. I, 
<laughs> dude. How awesome is that, dude? Yeah, and they're Mets fans. And, How about that? And, dude, he managed Kiss when they were fucking Kiss. Bro. Yeah, dude. Not like, like you know, fucking yeah, the retired They weren't, like, fucking... trying to come back and be Kiss. They yeah, were, yeah. We're yeah. not smooch, motherfucker. No, we're like the dude. real Kiss. The real fucking <laughs> Kiss, bro. <laughs> we're Fuck. not Peck or Smooch. No, we're Kiss. Dude, just God think of it. the fucking... Lick it up! Dude. Lick it up! Yeah, dude. Yeah, man, that kind of kiss. Yeah, that kiss. I was made for loving you, baby. Okay, all right, we're telling our yeah. yeah, dude, we need a stripper pole in here and invite some old friends. No <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Oh man, yeah. So, uh, so he invites me to his wedding night yeah. in RSVP. So he's like. You know, he hit me up like two days later. He's like, dude, are you coming to the wedding? I'm like, of course I'm going to your wedding. I'm like, you can RSVP it. I said, oh, dude, I'm fucking going, dude. He's like, who are you going with? I'm, I, I said, I'm going with my girlfriend. He's like, dude, it's it's already too late. You were supposed to respond two weeks ago. And where are you going, dude? Like, He's like, I, dude, I, you know, like each plate is like a fucking $100, dude. It was like $100 oh a plate, dude. So, Jeez. you know, that's why, you know, don't feel offended if he didn't invite you, bro, because you would have had to at least give him $100 to cover the fucking plate, you know? Hey, uh, what if I'm not hungry? Give me 100 bucks anyway. Is that... <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. You can take it home if you want. We'll wrap it up in foil, but give me $100. Yeah, dude. And you, you were just starting to date your girlfriend at the time, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Are I, you guys still together? No, I no. never even asked But, that. dude, I felt bad because I invited her to the wedding, right? And you asked her for 100 bucks? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> then I had to tell her, bro, that because uh, Hunter's like, dude, you were supposed to fucking respond because they give you a time. You can't oh, respond oh, I, two I, days I, I before. Didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. See, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, Mexicans, yeah. we fuck everything up, dude. Oh, dude, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, we're just, just going to yeah. show up. We don't know. RSVP. We, 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 are, the, we are one week, and then we... <laughs> We like, S the second week, and then we V the third week, and then we P <laughs> on the fourth week. Then we P on the floor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then we show up. Yeah, and then we show up. Hey. And then we want to take leftovers. With 20 friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Bro, uh, so he's like, dude, it's too late, bro. Like, you know, like I, I, I could, I could fit you in, but you can't bring your girlfriend, bro. Yeah. So I had, to, I had to fucking tell my girlfriend. Damn, like she can't go. Yeah, she can't go. Holy shit. Yeah. What, what? How did that go over? I mean, I guess it's fine because, like, who really wants to go to a wedding? You know what I mean? Like, well, I, she, I didn't want to go to my wedding. <laughs> I was like, do I have to show up? Oh, hell no. I was like, do I have to be there? Are you serious? I'm very serious. And, and you know what? I was just like, can I just have somebody just show up and just do the lines for me? You know what I mean? Uh, I was like, oh, God. But anyway. So I, did you have a big wedding? Yeah, we had a huge wedding, bro. I had eight groomsmen. She had Jesus. eight brides. Yeah, man. Uh, our wedding party was huge, brother. Wow. We had over 300 guests. Holy cow. Uh, oh, dude. my God. It was. I, I told you, man. I said, if I'm going to do this, well, I'm going to do it one time and one time only. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it right. So you honestly thought at 21 that was going to be your one and oh, done? Of course not. But I in my head, I... I was like, listen, Which I'm going to do this. Yeah, uh, well, I was thinking. 
<laughs> well, before the wedding, I was thinking with that one, and then uh, during the wedding, I was thinking with this one. Uh, but I, I wanted to make it work, and I, and I told myself I was gonna do, I was gonna do whatever it took to make that marriage work, no matter what. Yeah. But, but you come to the realization that you're just unhappy, and. Call me selfish, brother, but it, 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 you know what, man? I, I, I knew once that marriage was over, I made the right decision. And till this day, I can tell you, till this day, me and my son have the best relationship we could ever possibly have. Better than me and my real father. Better me. Better than even me and my stepfather. And I'm telling you, that means the world to me, brother. That means the world to me that me and my son have the best relationship that we could possibly have. And I know sometimes that would always irk my ex-wife, but I'm telling you, man, I, it, it should never stop you from being a father. It should never stop you from, from doing the right thing and, and always taking care and looking after your child, a boy or girl. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, bro. I, you yeah, know, brother. You know, I, I, I've never had the pleasure of meeting I mean that. Yeah, dude, I've never had the pleasure of seeing your uh, uh, or meeting your son, but I have seen the relationship that you have with him uh, through social media and this and that. Yeah. And, that. and dude, just knowing you as a person, I know that you know. You, I mean, you're just a great person. Just in Bam, dude, all, thanks, all bro. Yeah. I wasn't, so I, I wasn't know you're good, you're a great dad, you. absolutely. Dude, and thank I you. See, High yeah, five, dude, man. I mean, yeah, brother, yeah. I appreciate that, dude, man. Dude, no, I appreciate you, bro, because I know that shit's not easy. I know you could have just bounced and said, hey, good luck. Good luck with that, dude, because, I mean, you were 21, bro. Yeah, because, you know, I think I think a lot of the times, um, uh, oh, I think we're stopping recording Okay, here. cool. Yeah, hang on. We're going to we're gonna record that. has been stopped. Oh, okay, cool, yeah, because every uh, 30 minutes, oh, okay. it, it stops. All right, so, so we're, we're going to turn this back yeah, on. There we go. Reset it. Nice. Yeah, so... Um, you know, the thing is, is that everybody thinks that, you know, uh, uh, and I have people that tell tell me, oh, man, you and your kid have such an awesome relationship. Like, I, I hope me and my child have that and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And God, it's so cool. And, and you guys can have a beer together and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? That's fine and dandy, but what they don't realize is that that came with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, brother. And I'm telling you, man, it wasn't always, it wasn't always... Uh, uh, fine and dandy. Mm -hmm. There were some moments, sure. dude, where I, I, I went through a period of trying to uh, 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 just let my son know that 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 regardless of what his mother says about me, regardless of what uh, anybody else uh, uh, tries to get him to think about me, I'm always going to be your father. I'm not going to do anything to 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 uh, shy away from that. Yeah. I'm not going to run away from that responsibility. Uh, and I will, I will make sure that as you grow up, yeah. that you will never be able to use that excuse of, oh, well, my father was, n my yeah. father didn't tell, my father wasn't, my, and, and, and maybe granted, you know, because I had moved from Texas to uh, Los Angeles uh, when he was 11, 11 or 12 years old, dude. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I did move away. So there was a lot of times where I wasn't there for a lot of things, but I'm going to tell yeah. you, man, I, 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 I continue to call this kid. I, I called him on a regular basis. I came back home to visit him every three months as much as I could. Um, so uh, like I said, man, it, it came with a lot of blood, sweat and tears, but you know what? Now that my son is older, he understands, dude. He, they, they like, they get it. Kids will grow up. And they get it, bro. They 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 figure it out for themselves. You they know what I mean? They figure out what? They figure out like you know why you did things, uh, why you didn't do things, uh, why so and so said things about 
you or, or, or whatever. And they come to their own conclusions. So, um, you know, granted, I, I might have been a little selfish on my part to move away. And I mean, but I, I was here following a dream. And, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of men that I talked to out there that that I would tell this to. And they were going, man, I, I could never do that. I couldn't move away from my son. And, and And I'm like, so what you're telling me is that you would be unhappy for the rest of your life for the sake of your child or your children. Meaning, you would be unhappy with 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 a woman, or or a woman would be unhappy for with, with a man, your entire life, just so that you could raise your kids. They give out the house, and then they could come back and tell you, God, well, you you're so unhappy. Then why did you stay with there? Why would why why didn't you just leave? Why why didn't I just leave because of you? Because I didn't want to leave because of you. And and but see, if you tell that to a to a a five, ten, eleven, twelve even a 13, 14, 15 year old, they don't get that, bro. They're, mm-hmm. they're still kind of immature in that manner. So yeah. you have to spoon feed it to them, bro. You have to spoon feed it to them. And that's what I did with my son. I said, listen, I know this doesn't, it doesn't feel right. And it doesn't sound right. And it definitely doesn't look right of what I'm doing and, and, and what it is that you hear. What leave in Texas. To yeah. Go to yeah to Cause they lived, your... they lived in Texas and I moved here to LA to pursue my, my, my comedy career uh, a, a slash acting career or so whatever. You, you sat him down before you left. Oh, dude, I sat, to... dude, I sat him down f- uh, so many times for a, old, a whole year and a half. I talked to this kid. I mean, I, I, I made his ears bleed before you, know? you moved. Yeah, before I moved, I didn't just get up in one day and go, "Hey, I'm out." No, I sat this kid down for a year and a half. Dude, How old and was I he? Play. He was like. He was like he was. I think he was ten or eleven, okay. and he was going on. He, he was either going on eleven or twelve. Okay. But re- regardless of the fact, I, I know it was somewhere around there. I think it might have been. I think he might have been eleven going on twelve, but it, it could have been ten going on eleven. But either way it goes, Eric, I sat this kid down and I and I literally I made his ears bleed, telling him that I was leaving. But this is why I'm leaving. This is why this is happening. It's not your fault. You didn't do anything. Uh, you know what? Your mom still loves you. I still love you. Cool. He, we may not be able to get along yeah but you know what that doesn't that that doesn't you know uh defeat the the the, the fact that i am your father yeah. and she is your mother and she's going to continue to be yeah. your mom she will always be your mom i will always be your father and i will continue to be your father no matter what nice. you know what i mean so you yes. have you have to you have to continue to be a father you have to continue to to uh, to remember that you have a responsibility to take care of right yeah man so so like um before like it, leading up to this, and when you were talking to him a year and a half before you came to California, yeah. And uh, what was the living situation like when I came here to California? No, no. Like before, like so. What was the custody like? Did you have fifty-fifty? Oh, okay. Was so, he living with you? Was he so, living with her? What was the situation? This is this is the crazy thing, and it actually benefited me in 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 in, in, in every sense of the way uh, for crying out loud. So my ex-wife, when we were getting a divorce, she was like, you are not taking my son away from me. I will go to jail over that. Like my, my ex-wife was ready to kill. She was ready to kill me, which was which was perfectly understandable. I totally get it. However, um, what what most people, I think, don't realize is that when you go through a custody battle, you 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 try to get 50 50 uh, or you try to get the, the more percentage. I knew there was no way that this kid could live with me. I couldn't hardly take care of myself at the time. Yeah. There was no way that, that my son could, li- could come you were live like with 22? me. You were like 22? Yeah. No, I was, but when, when we went through a divorce, I was already by 
27, 28 oh, years right, old at right. this time. But still, when you were ready to come out to California, yeah. But but at that time, I was still unsure whether I was I wanted to come out to California or not. I was still up in the air, but I was having a hard time trying to figure out where I was going to live. Who I was going to live with? Were you with. doing comedy at that time? Yes, I was still doing comedy. And then, as a matter of fact, when I when I got when I started going through my divorce, I was doing comedy more because it gave me a platform. Ah. It gave me uh, a, a sense of uh, 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 what do you call that? Uh, uh, Belonging? Uh, no, uh. Um, where uh, where you 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 go to a therapist and you 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 tell them your problems. Therapy. It was a form of therapy for me. Sure, and. It was really the reason why I started doing comedy more, but I never realized my darkest moments because I, I was it was I was really in a dark moment at that time. You know, going through my divorce. You know, I was losing my family. I was breaking up my family for crying out loud. I was going to lose my son. You guys um, were living together, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously. yeah, obviously, yeah. And yeah. then I had to move out and move with my 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 mother, and then I moved with a buddy. Uh, my living situation was just so uh, just just not healthy in itself. I mean, I I didn't have a steady place to live. Um, and you know what, uh, you know, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. Um, so because of that, and because I was going through this dark moment of, of, and even though I didn't want to be married anymore, it still hurt, bro. It still put me in a dark place sure. I, I, and, and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I lost weight. I mean, and I'm already skinny enough as it yeah. is. So I, I mean, uh, but you know, I, I had to find a way to just kind of keep my mind busy so i kept my mind busy at work i was i was still in the medical field at that time already um and i was started to do comedy more so between the medical field and doing comedy i would go to work in the morning at the hospital and then i would get ready and just do open mics at night i would i was and now i was living in houston at the time yeah so i was going to the comedy showcase um i was going to the laugh stop which was a, a room uh that doesn't mean that the comedy showcase wasn't a good room either it was a very good room and uh ralphie may we even started out there really yeah dude um uh, a lot of a lot of good Did, guys was he a bouncer there because i I heard he was. Um, a, he started I, okay, a, as so a bouncer somewhere. I, yeah, I think he. I think he might have been a bouncer there. I think he might have been a door guy there. Uh -huh. Either it was either at the comedy showcase or at the laugh stop, but I don't remember which. Okay. So don't quote me on that. Or maybe I'm the improv sure. was it? Because did they uh, have an the, improv? Okay, we did get an improv there in Houston, but okay. by 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 that time though, Eric. Um, that was right around the time that Ralphie uh, scored um, uh, a spot on Last Comic Stand, the first season oh. of Last Comic Standing with Jay Moore. When they when they opened the Improv over there, yeah. So the Improv had just opened. Uh, it was only open for like maybe a year or two, and then that's and when then Last Comic Standing. And then Last Comic Standing came up, and then that's when uh, Ralphie May bounced, dude. Did they, is that where they had the, the tryouts at that Improv? Um, Texas? I don't even remember oh, because, okay. like, I'm gonna. It was so long ago. You didn't I didn't try even, out. I didn't it? even try out. No. no, I was still working. I was still going through all my bullshit. Yeah. Um. And and I don't even think I even knew they were having tryouts. But all I knew is that Ralphie May, dude, it's, ca it's, came to L.A. Dude, and I never know when these tryouts are, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm the dude, same way, dude. Right. And and then you know, then next thing you know, you see like Joe Schmo there, you know, and and you're like, dude. Our people I, are posting it on social media, yeah. and you're going. They but had tryouts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they had tryouts. It's like, oh, thanks for the heads up. Like, yeah. no one tells you, right. bro. You, you know, know what I mean? Like, the playoffs were here. Yeah. Playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Don't talk about playoffs. Are you kidding me? It's so funny, dude. Like nobody <laughs> there was tells tryouts? you. 
That's the thing, man. Like yeah, nobody, dude. like any of these, like you know, like America's Got Talent. You know, we got friends that have been on there. You yeah, know, it, uh, you know, there's showcases for HBO. You know, there's showcases for all sorts of yeah, things. Man. You know, yeah. And I never, you know, no one's ever gave me the heads up about anything, dude. dude. It's so crazy because you get wrapped up in your own little world, yeah. and you, you want to be. Like you, you, you want to be in the know-how. You want to be updated, yeah. and you want to be uh, ready for for like shit like yeah. that. But then you just get caught up, and you yeah. don't you forget. Yeah, uh, you know, and and it's and it's crazy, especially in times right now because we got so much social media going on. It's like how how do you not remember that? But you'd be surprised, like when you're guys like me and you who are uh, older, and we 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 try to get. And you you're you're acting a lot in in your own right, dude. Yeah. Which uh, I I'm. And from me to you, brother, I'm telling you, man, it's always good to see you when you post shit. Thank you, when bro. you're when you're on location and you're Thanks, you're brother. doing things and, and I don't care I don't I don't care if it's background, I don't care if it's yeah. just your hands. because uh, I've done that too where you just you <laughs> yeah. just go in where they hire you just for your hands. Yeah, dude. dude I, I think I saw a post of yours that you're like, Yeah, yeah. man said I'm doing some hand modeling. Yeah, right? that's it. That's it, all you wanted was yeah, my hands. That's, that's, how, all, that's why I got booked. Those are some sexy hands, bro. I'm let's let's you, see brother. those fucking bad Look boys. at these hands, ladies. <laughs> Or guys, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's 2020, Covina. I mean, uh, COVID. So <laughs> I'll take any action at this point. Yeah, or Corvina. Uh, Dude, yeah, you know, yeah, you're right, man. And thank you for that, man. You know, like, I, you know, first of all, I mean, you've been in L.A. for how long? I moved here in 06, so we're talking 16 years maybe now? Oh, uh, okay, yeah, cool. 16, 17? Yeah, I've been here since 17. 2000. So oh, yeah, you, so you've been here yeah, like, a yeah, lot, so a lot so I longer. started off as an actor, and then... Uh, you know, and then I got into stand-up comedy. Yeah, man. So, uh, I, you know, when I got into stand-up comedy, and that's probably when I first met you. That was like 2006, bro. Shit, man, that's yeah. probably right, And you right, were dude. just coming in. Yeah, man. You know, but you, you're, you, you were already, you know, fucking how, how yeah, long? I, I had been doing comedy. I, I've been, I've been doing comedy since '97, oh. dude. Yeah, uh, I started yeah. in '97 for crying yeah. out loud, dude. And wow. I know it seems like a long time, but dude, uh, that was a really good time to start. Um, I can't begin to tell you, like, uh, living in Houston and, 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 and doing shows at the Comedy Showcase and the Laugh Stop, dude. Man, you know, those, uh, the, the, that was a really good time for comedy because I'm, uh, and, 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 and I'm, I'm going to give you some more here. Okay. We had about four comedy clubs that were fantastic, and I was working at all four of them. Okay. Uh, it was the Laugh Stop, Comedy Showcase, the Laugh Spot, which was yeah. run by Don Lerner, who was a great owner and a Freaking awesome stand-up comic himself. His name is Don Lerner. If you don't know the name, look him up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. Gotta, gotta. And, th and that club was fresh. Uh, but yeah, definitely look up Don Lerner. Gotta be fresh. Like that. So it's fresh, huh? <laughs> and who got? Who, who, and so, how, how'd you learn about that club? Well, because uh, all the other comics had, had, okay. had known about it, so it, it was just going around saying that Don Lerner had opened up this uh, new comedy club, and it was called the Laugh Spot. So we had the Laugh Spot, the Laugh Stop, the Comedy Showcase, and then um, at at the time, uh, which is which is the. It was the club before the improv opened. It was called Spellbinders. 
And boy, I tell you how old I, that shit is. Spellbinders. Spellbinders. It yeah. sounds like a strip club. Yeah, dude. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. and when you walk, and when you walked in, it looked it looked like you were walking into like I don't know, like uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, <laughs> or, or some kind of like uh, Alice in Wonderland kind of shit, dude. It was weird. <laughs> like you expected the Mad Hatter to come out somewhere, uh, but but we so we had four comedy clubs yeah. at the time. Um, there were a couple of other comedy clubs that were that were that were around, but it was great. It was a great time for comedy in Houston, dude. We got Nipplegate over here. Let yeah, me know. Look at the nips are fucking nips are getting all hard. Yeah, brother. <laughs> just hearing about this sure. comedy, it's just getting me fucking yeah, nipple right. hard, bro. It's been like six months for me. So dude, anytime it, I hear about comedy, bro, it's like watching the fucking uh, that Michael Jordan fucking. Right. Uh, I, it's like you know, you know, the, the the whole comedy game is gone to complete. Shit, and I don't know why I continue to see comics trying to do this Zoom shit. Uh, Let me tell you something Zoom is great if you have four. Three to four people on there because everybody can follow the same conversation. If it gets more than five people, it's like a Brady Bunch gone wild (laughs) where everybody's in a square and you don't know who to talk to. Am I talking to Alice? Am I talking to Bobby? Peter? What's going on? Wait a minute. Is Marsha talking? What is she laughing about? Dude, it's, it's a mess. So, so Zoom can only take you so far. And I mean, what are you looking at? Exactly. exactly. No, I don't know. I've never done it. You never. Okay, so you get you 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 get your computer or a screen TV like this here, and and whoever logs in, you 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 get a login code, and everybody logs in, and you can have uh and there's squares like well like like what I was talking about like uh, uh Brady Bunch, uh-huh. you know Brady Bunch. There's squares here, but you can have up to like however many squares <laughs> of people that log in. Yeah, but once you get and there are so many people their audience right or are they performers okay, well, no like, their audience but when you start talking then everybody else starts talking and then they don't realize that they're they're interrupting so and the thing is is that comics try to do a set like they're trying to do a set to a screen and even though you can see these people it's just weird it's not the same you know what you know what comics should do when when they do zoom shows they should not pre- do them. Not either. Not do them. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. They should either not do them. Yeah. Or they should go into. They should go into like if you're doing radio. You know, like uh, like like sometimes when I go into uh do radio to to uh to promote a a show. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing or or if I'm or if I'm performing with another uh comic. Yeah. Uh, it, it it's it's like being in a in a in a, a doing a radio show. Yeah. In a booth. And it's like you and the DJ and the other comic or whoever is in there talking, and yeah. there's a hot mic on, and you're just cracking jokes and you're just shooting the shit. Yeah, you're shooting the shit. There's a hot mic on, and you gotta and you gotta just assume that the audience is there with you. You gotta assume that the audience is laughing with you because there's no other way to do a Zoom show other than that. There's no other way you and because when you when when you're trying to when I see comics trying to do an an act and perform a set. To a Zoom sh- audience, dude, it's it's so uncomfortable. Are there comments? It's so doing awkward. Yeah, it's just it like, oh man, dude. It's like, I mean, I'd rather get married all over again. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's just like the worst ever. Oh. I, I, have you been watching like late night shows like Kimball or, or, or uh, Stephen Colbert? Kimball, any, that's a good one. I, I, that's a new one. I don't know. Or, or, or no, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimball. Kimball. Oh, Kimmel. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <Cool> that. 
<laughs> have you seen Kimbo Slice? Kimbo Slice. <laughs> yeah, I think he's dead. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't really watch a whole lot of late night TV, uh, so not really. Um, because they're they're doing it at home, and it's kind of it like home. a Zoom situation. Man, these are weird times, any, brother. But you know what? I got I got to be honest with you. I actually like seeing them without that fake, you know, audience that are like prompt to uh, laugh and uh, yeah. And, like I I don't know if you ever been to. Um, you know, uh, uh, taping of any of the have, have you ever been to Jay Leno when uh, he no, was taping no, never. Yeah, I went uh, one time. Uh, Jack invited me, the owner of the Haha ha Comedy Club. Oh, in, okay, in Jack North Senior. Yeah. yeah, shout out to the Haha, ha, by the way. Yeah, Jack, shout out to the ja- uh, to the Haha, ha, Jack Senior, and Terry Asadorian, um, one of the one of the awesome comic uh, one of the awesome comedy clubs here in um, uh, L.A. and uh, North Hollywood. Uh, in general, the only club in North Hollywood and it's fantastic. I just want to give a shout out to those guys. And Jack Jr., my boy, Jack Jr. Show. <laughs> <laughs> you know show too, right? Show? Yeah. Show, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, because, that's because Eric is old school. Yeah. We know show. He was there when show was born. <laughs> that's right. Because most people don't know that, so which, which is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so go ahead. No, um... So I I like the fact oh so I went to the Jay Leno taping uh he he, he brought me and I I brought a girl that I was dating uh at the time it was dating <laughs> well bro we were at the at the comedy club right and uh yeah I mean where else are you gonna meet a, a nice girl stripping <laughs> I was like, "What is he? Are you spitting?" Or what's <laughs> and it's the air conditioner, ladies and gentlemen. It's dripping because we yeah. have the air conditioner on. You gotta watch out. That air. It's it, all good. That AC has COVID. Nah, so it's okay. Oh, that. it does. Oh, I was like, man, it feels pretty good. <laughs> I'm getting a golden shower from the from the air conditioning unit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. No. So dude, you're you're prompt to laugh. And, right. You know, it's a, it's a, so like when. So now, dude, these people are seeing what a tough night in L.A. at any random yeah. fucking uh, bar night or shows that we've done plenty at, you know, where they're not right. exactly laughing at every fucking thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you're a grinder, bro. You're a fucking, you know, you're a fucking beast. And that's because you do hard rooms, bro. Yeah, and, dude. uh you know, that's why, you know, I'm f- dude, I'm friends with fucking killers, bro. Like you and fucking Hunter Thanks, and, and Garcia and Tripoli, dude, and fucking, uh, you know, just guys that aren't afraid of any room, bro. You'll yeah. just do it. Well, you, you know? can't, well, you, because you can't, you know, I mean, long time ago, um, and, and uh, it, 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 it took, you know, a, a couple of comics just to tell me, you know, hey, listen, you know, we're going to go over here and I got you a spot over here at this bar. Or over here at this uh, small little uh, hole in the wall, or you know, at this tire shop, yeah. you know, or this Denny's, whatever. Yeah. But you realize, and you're thinking to myself, like, what, laundry what, why, why am I doing? Yeah, exactly. You know what? But it's those kinds of rooms, and it's those kinds of gigs that make you to who you are uh, in the future. It, yeah. it, it it really builds you to to what kind of comedian that you're going to be. Yeah. And uh, you know, when you can go into a room like that. When you can go into a shitty bar gig, like whatever it is, it is, and you can make those people laugh like they're in a real comedy club. Imagine what you're gonna do when you go to a real comedy club. You're gonna absolutely, you're gonna set that, you're gonna set that stage ablaze, brother. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's like working out with a weight vest, bro. Yeah, absolutely. You work out with that weight vest, bro, for five days a week. Guess what, man? Day six, you're going to take that weight vest off, bro, and you're going to look like this guy. Yeah, are you going to look like this guy? How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, dude, I mean, you know, you got to grind, man. You got to fucking hustle. You got to fucking make the most of what you got. And, yeah, what, what you know, and, and just, you know, that's why... I always have a respect for all the comics out there that aren't afraid to do any sort of room because, you know, some people after a while, they feel like they're above, you know, that shit and they only want to do fucking clubs, bro. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that's that. I think that's more of the younger generation of comedians. You know, they want it now. Like, I don't want to wait. I don't want to have to. I, I don't want to have to do this. I don't have yeah. time to go to this gig, or I don't have time. You know, to go do that shitty gig. You know, I, I gotta. Yeah. I gotta hang out at the comedy store. I gotta hang out at the Laugh Factory. And nobody's telling you that you can't. Nobody's saying that you can't hang out there. But what we're saying as older comedians and seasoned comedians uh, is that, you know, that those those gigs are necessary. They're necessary. I mean, anybody can go into a comedy club and and do, you know, fairly decent, do fairly well. And then, you know, and then and then get to yeah. to the point where you can you can own that room yeah. but but it's it's can you do the same thing in a hole in the wall can you do the same thing at a bar gig where the where, where people are still playing pool and they don't want to shut the TV off yeah. because the fucking Dodgers are playing or the Lakers are playing yeah. or it's playoffs and 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 nobody shows up can you do that with three people sitting in the audience four people in the audience uh are no people in the you understand what i'm saying yeah dude but, of course yeah. you, you, you because got, i know people that can do work. it yeah. i know some really Funny people, yeah, I know a bro. A lot of people can do that. That don't. That, know, that, that can't do that. That can't do that. But they could destroy at a fucking comedy club. Yeah, man. So I mean, well, God bless them. I mean, it, it's a different. It's a different time. It's a different world. And you know what? People just different strokes for different folks. As my mom always said. Mm-hmm. So, totally. So let's go. Uh, you know, I, you know, because I, I want to know like how how this all started because I. I'm pretty sure you you, you were in the military, right? No, I was not. Oh, okay. I, I was not in the military. Your but, dad but was my, in the military. Well, no, actually, a lot of my family was in the military. Okay. believe it or not, uh, my grandfather was in the military. Uh, my my now uh, my father was in the military. Uh, my stepdad was in ROTC. Uh, his father was in the Marine Corps. My my younger brother is in the was was in the Marine Corps. Um, his two sons, my two nephews, are in the Marine Corps. They're both stationed at uh, San Diego right now at Camp Pendleton. Uh, and then I have a lot of other cousins and, and stuff like that that were in the Army and the Navy as well. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so, so I, I come from a long line of, uh, of, of, of a lot of military people. Oh, wow. Uh, and I'd be lying if I didn't say that I didn't try to go to the Marine Corps when I was when I was out of high school. It just didn't work out. I had asthma really bad. They didn't let me in. They, they, they oh, were being assholes. Or else you would have been in there. Yeah, I, otherwise I would have. I, 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 you, I, 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 I literally went to the recruiting office and um, uh, I, I tried to apply, man. And uh, the recruiter was like, "Listen, kid, you 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 wouldn't even pass basic training, you know, wow. with, your, with your asthma the way it is." I didn't like, realize you had asthma. Yeah, I did. Really, really bad. Why are you laughing? I don't know. I just it's just hilarious because as you get older, it doesn't affect you very much. You know what I mean? You kind of grow out of it. No, I don't. I didn't but, know that. But when but when it hits you, oh my God, does it hit you? Oh, you're like. <laughs> What do you mean? It hits you. It comes like I mean. It hits it's not you constant. 
No. It comes and goes? Yeah, man. So let's see. Fucking... Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. So when, when I was a kid, I was hospitalized for it. I was intubated. I had a fucking uh, 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 left collapsed lung. What? Oh, dude, yeah, it was bad, dude. What it age was, bad. was this? I was like 14, maybe 13 or 14 years old. Yeah, man, I was, I was hospitalized for it. And uh, uh, I was living in San Antonio, Texas at the time. <laughs> Excuse me, I think I'm having an asthma attack right now. Uh, <laughs> either Flashbacks. that or I swallowed a mosquito. Um, but um, yeah, man, it was uh, it was crazy because uh, uh, you know. How old were you when you first were diagnosed with it? Uh, I might have been a little bit younger than that. I, I probably was like maybe about twelve, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah, my mom had ended up taking me to uh, uh, the doctor one time. I may have been in the ER, I guess, and uh, they they just told me, "Hey, listen, you got." You know, you got asthma. You know, got to take you got to take care of that. You know, here, here's some albuterol. So they would give me albuterol. The inhaler. Did your parents smoke. I would, I would take the inhaler. No, none of my parents smoke. Wow. It had nothing to do with that. Wow. It's just, it's just one of those things that you know, as a child, you get. You know what I mean? And uh, it was unfortunate, but it, 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 it unfortunately stayed with me to the point where when I tried to join the military, it, it, it really, really fucked me over, hmm. dude. So did you have an inhaler? Yeah. To this day, I still carry an inhaler. I've never seen you with an inhaler, bro. You, you yeah, hide that I, shit. I, I hide it. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> you, you know, you take like, little hits on yeah, the I side. Yeah, I take a little and... hit. Like, 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 like I'm just doing a bump. You know what I mean? <laughs> Boom. You know I mean? How I, you like, doing? <gasps> you yeah, doing I, both hey, at you know, the same time. Uh, you take a hit yeah, right there. You do absolutely. a line off of it. I do. I put the blow <laughs> in the inhaler, and I just do it all at once. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you're a I'm rock just star, kidding, folks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we live the life as a rock star, but uh, not all of us do rock star stuff because we can't afford it. That's crazy, man. So, I mean, your grandfather was in the military. That's crazy. So, like, what so year my, is that? So, my grandfather, uh, my grandfather, uh, is he still served, living? No, no, he has since passed away. But my grandfather served in the uh, uh, World War II, uh, and I believe he served in the Korean War as well. Oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, so World uh, War Two, uh, World War Two, yeah. Oh Jesus, yeah. So, so he, my dad, my, my excuse me, my grandfather, if he was still alive today, he'd probably be pretty much well until his he he'd be well into his eighties, maybe close to ninety, if I'm not mistaken. Oh wow, yeah, dude. Dude, so are you are you are you one of those? Uh, I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Are you I, one no, of those like uh, fucking II. Mexicans that were in Texas when Texas was Mexico? No. So my, I mean, I'm, your grandfather fourth, served in okay, the, the right, United but, States military, right? right? So right. I'm I'm fourth generation uh, Texas, bro. I'm fourth generation Texas. And here's the crazy thing: my grandfather and I didn't know this until uh, my my bro, my older brother spoke at his eulogy. But I didn't know at the time until then that my grandfather lied about his age so he could join the military. My my grand my grandfather was a year young. A year younger than he should have been oh. to join the military, so he lied on the application wow. and said he was uh, at the age. He said he was a year older, so he could join the military, bro. Damn. That's how fucking gung ho he was, dude. That's that how much gung-ho. he loved this country, dude. Yeah. So, um, but doesn't uh, that make you uh, feel bad that like your your grandfather got into the military <laughs> a year younger? <laughs> <laughs> and you can't get the in. Liar! <laughs> you can't get in because you got asthma. Because I can't breathe. You can't breathe, motherfucker. <laughs> How dare you, Grandpa? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your grandpa's like, I'm getting in this fucking yeah, military. I'm like, fucking well, I don't seventeen. Know about you, but I found a, I found a way to get in. How come you didn't? <laughs> you <I'm>, puss. <laughs> do it. Just, just do it. Do it. <laughs> okay, Grandpa. I'm, I'm just do it. <laughs> 
No, that, dude, I was in the same boat. You, uh, bro, I have, like, serious dyslexia, bro. So, like, when, you know that military oh. test. I tried to get in the military, bro, and uh, I wanted you to too, be a huh? Marine. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, Marines, right? Marine, bro, nah, since I was, like, fucking four, bro. We should have went to the Air Force, bro. <laughs> they were like, yeah, can dude. you spell your name? Yes, you're in. No, <laughs> oh, dude, I think that's, <laughs> the Air Force will tell you that's what it takes to get in the Army, yeah, right? Yeah, no, like no kidding, age. right? Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. But, yeah, dude. But you know what, dude? Everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah, so uh, here's the crazy thing. So, as you know, because of this whole COVID uh, situation, um, uh, and, and I alluded to this earlier in the podcast, but I was already doing, I was, I, I had, as a matter of fact, when I started doing comedy, yeah. I had just been accepted to the radiology program at the time. And um, I was, I remember, I re- <laughs> I remember. Oh, what up, buddy? I remember. What's up, brother? Oh, oh, it stopped anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. What's going on? How, how'd it go? Are you guys on break? No, no. It we're just went on break a few minutes ago. <laughs> no, we're totally live, bro. Yeah, man. But, uh, how'd it go? Everything good? Yeah, beautiful place. Yeah? Nice. Cool, dude. We wish we could have been there. Oh, we wish you could have been here. I got high over my Oh, crap. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah. He got high. He got high. And then he got high. Yeah, then and then he, he got, got even more high. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hang out for a little bit? Cool. We're right. almost done, actually. Yeah, yeah, hang out poolside. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be right in there. Thanks, Chris. So. Okay, thank you, brother. Oh, yeah. A little battery. There you go. We'll, we'll, we can wrap it up here in a minute. Boom. Boom. Yeah. So here was a crazy thing, and I alluded this to yeah. uh, earlier in the podcast, but uh, I had just gotten accepted to the radiology program uh, okay. uh, when I started doing comedy. Uh-huh. And the crazy thing was is that um, I started doing uh, I, I, I started doing comedy, but then I, I took a break and I and I, I, I went to college and I and I, I, I finished the program, I graduated and I started doing comedy. And because of that, I have always kept up my license. I've always kept up my my um, you know uh, my career in the radiology uh, field and in the medical field itself. So because of of this whole COVID thing, uh, I've gone back to working in the medical field full time. Uh-huh. And it's and it's it's crazy because um, I've I've literally gone from living this this crazy life of sometimes working sometimes not working sometimes being on the road uh or a lot of times being on the road uh coming back and uh doing open mics or doing my spots at the at, at the laugh factory comedy store the improv uh, uh the, the ice house the the, yes, yeah, the, uh, the haha uh and, and hardly working to going back and working full-time man so i'm very fortunate that yeah. i was able to do that you know what i mean and not being able to get into the military, even though that it really sucked at the time, because I didn't want to go to school, Eric. I didn't. Uh, I I didn't want to go to college. That was why. That was all the more reason why I was at the uh, the, the recruiting office. Right. I didn't want to go to college. I was done with school. I didn't want to do that anymore. Right. But lo and behold, I didn't get in. And you know, fast forward so many years, I'm in the medical field, and and one of the 
one of the best places I work today here in, 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 in Los Angeles is, is the VA for the veterans that, that, we, that we take care of. You know, a lot of our veterans that were, you know. Do that, you work only at the VA or do you work no, at all I, I, I work at a lot so of. I see I work you at, like everywhere. I work at a lot of different hospitals at a lot of different surgery centers. Are you an independent contractor? Um, uh, yes, uh, pretty much I am. I'm not employed full time uh, or part time in any specific place. Uh-huh. So I kind of contract myself out and I work for an agency that also helps contract me out as well and you give a percentage to the agency well the agency takes a percentage but but they still pay me very well oh okay yeah and i make so great, they find I make great money you? brother the agency? they find they find work for me uh and if they don't find work for me then i always can try to find work on my own so okay. that's the great thing about it uh and i've learned uh to really enjoy my 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 medical career i really learned to uh enjoy uh, the radiology profession i love doing what i do how long uh, you been Eric. doing it I've been. I graduated in ninety nine. Congratulations! I gra- brother. Yeah, I graduated. Well, ninety nine was years ago. I don't know if you know that. Uh, but no, no. Congratulations! <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like congratulations. No, I mean, no. that was years ago. No, no. I mean, because dude, like, like you said, you're not. You weren't a school person, bro. No, so, I wasn't. I mean, dude. you obviously had to go to school yeah, for that. Man, and and I, dude, it was the worst thing ever. And I, but that's you, torture, was, bro. Yeah, for well, someone that does right. Like, yeah. But the great thing is, is that my son is in is in the radiology program back home in in my hometown in Houston, Texas, where he lives, and he's doing fantastic, bro, and nice. I can only I can only wait to see what, what, what comes about in his career, and, I'm, and I think I'm more excited than he is about it, but uh, my son is doing fantastic so far in that program. Oh, so he's in the same... Yeah, he's, uh, in, he's in the same program. Not in the same exact program in the curriculum that I went to, the school, yeah. uh, but he's in uh, probably even a better a better really? program yeah, oh, than wow. I was. Nice. Yeah, dude. I'm, re- I'm very, very, I'm, I'm very proud of that guy, man. I'm very proud of my boy. I'm very proud of my son. He is absolutely uh, the best. Javier. Javier. Shout, shout out to my to son. Javier, and by bro. the way, I want to give a shout out to my son, Javier, who also has a side profession that he does. My son raps uh, and, and he also uh, produces music on his own. He goes by Hav's Music. Uh, and nice. I want to give a shout out to my son, and he—I I can't be any more proud of of, of, of my son than I, than I can. So yeah, he man. produces the music, or he just raps, or well, he does—he does a little bit of both. He okay. does a little bit of both. So uh, I mean, if he has to sample something, of course he will, and and you know they they do whatever they have to do to get the sample. Uh, but he collaborates. He uh, he raps on his own. He's really good, man. I'm not saying that because he's my son, but I mean, uh, uh, he's really really good, dude. And nice. I How wish, long has he been doing? I it? wish him the best. He's been doing it since he he was like 18 or 19 years old he's 25 now so he's got a little bit of he's got a little bit of uh uh um uh well, I wouldn't say Kanye no but he's got a little bit of a a, a seasoning in there himself oh, yeah nice couldn't think of the word <laughs> yeah man seasoning seasoning that's yes. right seasoning is the word yeah it's the word it's the word it's the word <laughs> that's grease in case anybody doesn't know that Oh yeah, man. Yeah, brother. So tell me what got you into comedy then. So so comedy, I it's something that I always wanted to do, it's something I always um uh, uh had in me as a as a human being to 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 be funny, to always want to make people laugh. You know, the crazy thing is, Eric, is that me and my brother were completely on different opposite ends of the spectrum. And the younger what I, brother? My older brother. Oh, okay. So at the time You're in the middle then. No, I'm the second to the oldest because okay. there's four of us. It's it's my brother. My brother Alexander is the oldest. 
I'm the second oldest. My brother Junior is uh, right under me, uh, and then Roman is the youngest. All boys. Huh? Yeah, all boys. Now, all boys. I, I do have some uh, stepbrothers and sisters uh, that also lived with us, uh, Richard, Amory, and Ruben. Uh, and then we also have a an, another brother that we have. Uh, he's a deaf mute, but we still uh, see him every once in a while. Uh, because he lives in a special uh, oh, okay. uh, home uh, for for deaf people, uh, his name is Julian as well. But anyway, um, my point was is that so there were four of us that that actually were, were uh, lived in the house at the time, and. The crazy thing is, is uh, I forgot my point. What, what were we talking well, about? We were oh, talk- how we got into comedy. Yeah. So it was something that I always wanted to do. But when we were kids, me and my older brother, it was just us two at the time. Yeah. My my brother, my older brother has is has been a very good looking kid and a good looking man his entire life. Wow. I was pretty much that that other kid. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, you have another one. Okay, uh, but but we're, we're, we'll deal with him later. We're we're talking about the, so, uh, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. Uh, I'm saying this it's in a good way. You yeah. know, my my brother, you know, had, he got all the good looks. You know what yeah. I mean? And I knew I didn't have that, but there were moments, even as a young kid, where I made girls laugh, and they were. Giggly, and they were, you're so goofy, you're so cute, and oh my god, you're so funny. And I went, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got something here. I may not have the looks, but I knew a way that was in. Because it came easy for you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I said, it was oh my effortless. God, if I make these girls laugh, yeah. if I make these people laugh, they pay attention, yeah, and that's what it was, bro. And yeah. and 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 I knew I I I knew that 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 hit me so hard. Yeah, meaning like it, I knew I had something, and I didn't even know what it was. And and then of course I grew up in the late seventies, and then all through the eighties. And what 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 really made me want to be a comedian is at the height of when comedians became rock and roll stars. And what I mean by that is that era where Sam Kinison uh, was was the man. He was a freaking rock star. Um, uh, you know, guys like um, uh, Dice Clay. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, I mean, Seinfeld. I mean, even though the, these are all guys that, that were uh, different kind of uh, genres of comedy, you know what I mean? Uh, but but I loved it. I I I, lo- I loved the, that. You liked all it that, all. Yeah. That when when that when when Rodney Dangerfield came out with his uh, HBO special in the late eighties. Yeah. Uh, and all of these cats were coming out, dude. I loved it, man. Did you I, see I, his uh, showcases? Uh, yes, that dude. I, I, I watched all of them, bro. I watched all of them religiously, dude. And I knew that that's what made me want to be a comedian, Robert dude. Robert Schimmel. Like I, yeah, Robert Schimmel. Oh, those dude. guys. Fuck. I mean, come on, guy. I mean, you know, uh, all, all of these cats that came up on that special that really, really were. And, and I know I'm forgetting a, a lot of the other guys that were on there. But but um, uh, what, what was the other guy? Uh, oh, uh, the, uh, the, the. Oh, the, yeah, uh, dude. What was his name? Uh, uh, from uh, Home Improvement. Yeah, Home Improvement. Yeah, yeah. Buzz Lightyear. Uh, Buzz Lightyear. What's his name? Fucking, uh, Jesus uh, Christ. No, you're fucking. Uh, anyway, yeah. people know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And I loved all of those guys that were on there yeah. I mean it was just one you just had appreciation comic. for I did, comedy bro. And it doesn't matter and it didn't matter to if me if you could relate to them dude it did, funny is funny right, right? Yeah. it didn't matter to me if they were filthy it didn't matter yeah. to me if they cursed it didn't matter to me if they were white, clean it black. didn't matter to me if they were white black 
Jewish, uh, 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 yeah. uh, uh, African, African, uh, Mexican. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, you yeah. know, uh, it, it didn't matter to me, dude. All I knew is that they were on stage and they were making people laugh, and I knew that that's what I wanted to do, bro. Nice. I, and 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 I, I I I and I somehow fast forward years till till ninety seven. I did this uh, 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 local contest in Houston called uh, Houston's Funniest Person Contest, and I didn't win, obviously, uh, uh, but um, I, I I did very well. My, my my family and my friends came out to come see me. Nice. And the bug stuck with me, man. I was bitten by the bug, and, and it How never How much time me. did you do? I did five minutes. Yeah. And it, it's I swear to God, uh, I was so nervous. Uh, was that your first five minutes, or have you done that? It was my first five minutes uh, on a on a professional Jesus. comics on a, on a professional comedy stage, so were, and it felt like did you I do had mics been, before that? No, dude. Well, I no, I did like a, I did like a, like I think I did like two or three kind of like mic shows, kind yeah. of sort of. Uh-huh. But that was my first real gig per se. And let me tell you, Eric, it felt like I had been doing it twenty years. That's how comfortable I felt on stage, really? and I went, "Oh shit! I, I, this is where I belong." And um, and how and many people were at the show? Uh, there was quite a handful of people, uh, only because there were other comics that invited uh, yeah. people. So, uh, but I had a, I had quite a was few it family at a comedy club. Yeah, it was it was at the last stop. Okay, and uh, I had quite a few uh, family member family members and uh, friends and and coworkers that came out to see me, and it was fantastic, dude. It was absolutely from the fantastic. hospital, from the hospital, uh, from high school, and uh, and then my my own family. Oh members. wow, dude! Yeah, dude, it was fantastic. And then uh, never did I think that I would be here in LA doing this podcast so many years later, dude. And uh, now it's fantastic. What I, you know. What I realized about uh, nurses and anyone pretty much in the uh, hospital uh, yeah. field is those are some of the best fun people I've ever met, dude. Oh, they are the fucking most awesome party people you'll ever party with. But they, are, you know, and you know why, dude? It's because, dude, th- these are people who have so much stress that they have to deal with. And don't get me wrong, what I'm going to tell you is not any way demeaning or putting a negative or a dark cloud over what they do uh-huh. because we do our job the best that we can and we're going to give you the best care that we can. Sure. But because we have all that stress build up and because we have all of that frustration build up of 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 patients and patients family uh I'm going to uh, lower this a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Right? Uh, not knowing What's going on? Not knowing what to say, not knowing what to do. They don't think we care. They don't think we give a shit. They don't think we, we, we give a damn about them or their family. That's not it. We're trying to help you, and we're trying to help everybody here, especially right now in in this COVID era that we're listening in this COVID pandemic that we're living in right now. But it's because of all of that stress that we 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 like to let loose. We like to let it out, and we do it in the comfort of each other. So if we're gonna party and we're gonna get down, and I mean, and I don't mean like you know go crazy like we're doing fucking heroin after work in the parking lot. All I'm saying is that we like to go out and and we know we have a day off or two or or you know or, or the weekend off. We're gonna go out and 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 and. If, and if we don't go to the local bar down the street and have a few drinks, then we're going to meet at somebody's place uh, and, and we're going to let loose. Hey, hey, let's meet over at so-and-so's. We're going to have a get-together and just, you know, uh, give an appreciation to each other and have a few rounds of shots. You know what I mean? And that's what we do to let it out. And then once we once we get that out of our system, we're ready to come back to work, bro. We're yeah. ready to come back to work and we're ready to give you the best care that we can. 
And that's what and I, I mean that. No, no, dude. And that's been my experience, bro. And, yeah. and and I don't mean that they know how to fucking party, but they do. Oh, but, yeah. But, <laughs> for, but, but what I was saying is that um, just like their, their, their uh, demeanor, their, their, uh, they're very outgoing and they're very, I don't know, they got a sense of humor. They, they, they just seem like fucking the, the people you want to be around with. I don't know. They just, they're just like, I don't know. It's something about fucking. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's well, just, it's 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 because we we have such a serious job. Yeah. That we want to joke around and we 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 do want to you know uh uh, uh crack a, a a smile or or, or a, a joke or two. Yeah. Uh, but we know we can't because then if you crack a joke, if you crack a smile, then then if the the wrong patient or the wrong patient family member sees you, they think that you don't care, oh, you don't see. give a shit, you're making fun of whoever or whatever the case may be, and then it's your ass, it's your license, and you don't want to do that to yourself. You don't want to put your license or your career on uh, on the line or in jeopardy for any fucking So that's a professional reason. thing. It's that a professional you, you, thing. The, now, I'm not saying that we don't laugh or don't we don't smile uh-huh. or we don't you know crack a joke here yeah. and there. But we always have to be on our P's and Q's. We always have to be careful of when we do it and yeah. in front of who we do it. So you just kind of have to be careful. And then there's some people out in the medical field that just really take their fucking jobs too seriously. And that doesn't even have to be in the medical field. That can be in any fucking field. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you got offended by that, you're the motherfucker we're talking about. You need to, <laughs> fucking, you need to relax, goddammit. <laughs> so, I mean, um, do you pretty much, uh, you know, do you have like... Like a superior or like a, a manager that's overseeing what you do, or are you pretty much in the medical field. Yeah, like what you do. I, I it's uh, like yeah, you yeah, have somebody like saying, have, "Hey, Renee, uh, yes, you know, yes. the on Tuesday you showed up and you know yes. you, you weren't up to yes, par. This yes, and that. Yes, you 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 always have a supervisor. You always have a manager there. But that's why I like to contract and I like to contract myself out to different places where I'm not just. I'm not just uh, uh, located in one specific place because I, I look, listen, the, the thing about me is that my reputation speaks for itself. So when I get hired or people ask for me, they ask for me by name. You know what that means in, in the medical field? When you ask for me by name, that means you got my name from somebody who who really thinks highly of, of me. And I'm telling you, I'm going to come in to your hospital and no matter what the exam is of, of what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you the absolute most professional and best uh, job that I can possibly give you. So a patient could re- request a not, not, not a patient, uh, uh, um, a, uh, a hospital or a doctor uh, or a, or, or a, or a, or a you know, a small surgery center. Uh-huh. They can, they can, they can ask for me by name for my services. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. That's really uh so do they tell you like your agency like hey so and so requested yes, you Yes like or? they'll 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 text me or they'll call me they're saying hey you're being requested by name over at such and such place. So oh, wow, yeah. Dude. Yeah, dude. That's really it's dope. cool, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an honor, right? Yeah, you goddamn right it's an honor. And That's my reputation awesome, speaks bro. for itself, bro. Absolutely. I give I give it my best 100%, bro. Like sometimes 110%. So. Dude. Yeah, man. Pretty nice. dope. That is awesome, bro. Yeah, brother. I love it. Dude, and you know, like and I do that with comedy as well. So just that you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, do you watch the news at all? Sometimes, but not really a lot, dude. I try to stay away from fucking TV and and the news and CNN and Fox and all this. I I I, I try not to listen to the news, especially because I work in the medical field. I don't want to hear. 
I don't want, you know, I, I and I understand people think it's bullshit, uh, you know, uh, these conspiracy theorists and, uh, you know, it, it, it's a hoax. The mask is bullshit. Uh, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that you're going to get ridiculed whether you wear the mask. And then there's people that are going to get sh they're, they're going to give you shit for not wearing a mask. Yeah. So it's damn if you do and it's damn if you don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, me personally, whether they think, you know, people who think that this covid or coronavirus is 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 all made up and full of shit. Uh, all I ask is that you come to work with me one time when I have to fucking take care of these COVID patients and I'll, I'll show you how to, I will show you how to do my job. I will show you how to do it. And I ask you to go into that room where that patient supposedly has coronavirus or is COVID positive and you go do that patient. You go take care of that patient without a mask, without a shield, without a gown. Without any gloves. You got to do that? You, you have to dress the fuck up because you have to protect yourself, bro. You have yeah. to protect yourself so that you don't get it. Oh, so that right. you can help take care of this patient and get this patient better so that they can get rid of it. Yeah. And you can get them uh, well enough so that they can at least go home and be in the comfort of their own home. Yeah. But I ask those people who think it's bullshit to come to work with me oh, one, one day. You can ask any nurse. You can ask any doctor. You can ask any respiratory therapist. You can ask any housekeeper. You can ask any scrub tech for crying out. Out loud, any OR nurse, any anybody that works in the medical field, you can ask them to go to work for one day with them, and 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 go in a room with a COVID patient, bro. And I guarantee you, you're 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 gonna think twice about what about what what the fuck you think about right or what what you think about this damn this this whole COVID yeah bullshit. You know what yeah. I mean? Seriously, man, it's 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 nothing to it's nothing to fuck with. And I'm not I'm not gonna risk my life to go in there whether you just because you think it's bullshit, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and sometimes you know people kind of put you in a in a in a in a in a in a tough spot because you go, oh, come on, come on, you know it's bullshit, right? Like you you don't need that fucking mask. Yeah. Come on, you you don't need that shield. I'm like, all right, motherfucker, maybe I don't. Well, why don't you come to work with me? I'll show you how to I'll show you how to work this machine, and I'll I'll let you bring the patient in. I'll let you kind of like take care of the patient there and what you need to do to do the X-ray. And you know what? And but, oh, but but you're just gonna wear your regular clothes. You know what I mean? You're not going to wear a mask. That's right. You're not so, going to you're not going to wear a hairnet. Yeah. You're not going to put on gloves, you know, you're not going to wear N95. You're not going to yeah. do anything. Just go in there just like the way we're fucking dressed now. Go in there with a fucking go in there with a wife beater and some shorts and some fucking oh, sandals. Hell no. Yeah, dude. You feel know, me? you feel me? Yeah, dude. I mean, I feel you. You know, so uh yeah, dude. I mean, a lot of people are saying, you know, but you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, man. Like there's a lot of people yeah, but, dude. You know it's so crazy, man. But you're you're. The, but here's another thing that that you hear on the news. You know that that the the, the hospitals are swamped. That they're there's they're full of people. There's not enough hospital beds. Yeah, man. Have you is is that what your encounter's been? Or well, at, at the very beginning, it wasn't. I mean, not not at first. I mean, the ERs were were. The, I mean, it was a ghost town. You know what I mean? Uh, because that's because nobody no, nobody wants to come to a hospital at that point. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. You know what I mean? This is in the very beginning. And you know what? My shoulder hurts. You know, I'm going to go to the ER. No, fucker. You know, stay home. You know, uh, just have somebody, you know, uh, uh, you know, or your, your significant other, you know, give you a massage. Take two Tylenols. Call it a fuck. Don't come here. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't come to the hospital. Uh, and then once we kind of got in more, more into it, you know, as months went by, we started to learn a little bit more. Uh, maybe this is at the point where some people thought it was bullshit, you know, but still the, the, the only point that it got really, it got really, uh, uh, busy was when we started to get new cases of coronavirus and COVID positive patients. And we, that, that had to be, 
admitted and had to be intubated because one thing I think people uh, sometimes forget is this is also a very big respiratory type yeah. type situation. So yeah, somebody which because you have asthma, yeah, right? Asthma. Like you, so, so people yeah. who have asthma is, is uh, they're very very susceptible. You got to be extra bullshit. careful. Yeah, so I have to be very careful with this shit, man. And yeah, and these patients have to be you know intubated. You yeah. know what I mean. So I mean it's it's a, it's a tough gig, dude. It's a tough gig, but so you know. but I mean at any time were you ever at a hospital where they're like, no, we're at capacity, we can't we can't have any more? No, I mean uh, no, not, not I mean to a certain extent. So you, they always try to 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 make as much room as possible. So the patients that are not you know very uh, are are ill to the point where they need you know to be uh, in the hospital. You know what I mean? Then, then, then they'll they'll try to do whatever they can to let them go. You know what I mean? But if they if they definitely were like sick to the point where they needed to be in the hospital, then yeah, then 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 they would try to send them elsewhere. Yeah, dude, that's crazy, man. Yeah. So I mean, do you get how often do you get a COVID test? Uh, well, uh, there's one hospital that that COVID tests us every once in a while. So, like, uh, maybe like uh, once a month, I get a COVID test, and uh, I'm I'm in pretty good. So, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 man. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's um, it's just because I mean, you're you know, I I to be honest, like, um, you know, I I try to not watch the uh, news at all either because I mean, there's nothing good coming from it, and uh, you know. All you hear is negative things, and you can't live like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but, uh, you know, through social media, you get a lot of the news, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, of course, of course. And, uh, uh, I, I, you know, I just try to, I try to not not read into it. I try to downplay it. I try not even try to, you know, even give it any um, any attention. But, yeah. I mean, sometimes you just can't help it. You know, but you know, so it's, it is what it is. You're you're in a you know, like me as a comedian, bro. Like you know, I you know, I talk to you know people that aren't in the comedy uh, field, and they're like, oh, so I you know, I bet you got a lot of you know COVID jokes, you know, like a lot of new material from this. Like they think like this is a good opportunity for us to like develop new material. This, and I tell them, dude, I don't want to talk about fucking you know COVID what? anymore, it, dude. Like uh, you know, I I, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it. Like it is, but it isn't because. Um, I did a small gig probably about a, a, almost two months ago now, I guess. I don't remember, maybe, maybe a month and a half ago. And I was just trying to make conversation because I was the host now, mind you. And here's the thing about the, uh, people don't understand that being a host and actually just going uh, and then just being a comedian and going up and doing your set is two completely different fucking things. Yeah. So here I am as the host, and I'm trying to get everybody's attention. I'm trying to get, gather everybody, you know, yeah. to uh, 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 try to get everybody in, get ready for the show. Yeah. So you have to try to find some common ground. You sure. know what I mean? Uh, so here I am trying to, and I'm just, and all, all I talk about is like, you know, hey, listen, you know, I mean, thank you for coming out. And, you know, I, I, I know everybody, you know, took the time and the, and the effort to actually, you know, uh, build up the nerve to come out. You know, don't worry about the people in the back because they're, they're COVID positive. That's why we sat them back there. <laughs> you know, shit like that. Yeah. You know, so you just try to, to get them a chunk just to break the yeah. ice. But sometimes you have, especially as 
a host, you have to call out the elephant in the room yeah. because when you don't, it just makes it that much more fucking yeah. awkward. We know we know why we're all here. Right. We're, we're here to have a good time, but we yeah. all know. But we all know what the fucking the consequences are. Sure, you know what I mean. Yeah, and then you know some chick just came up to me after the show and she's like, you know, you have. You have great material, but you have so much more. Um, you, you have so much more talent that you don't have to talk about COVID. I was like, listen, really? I, I, yeah. Oh, dude, she tried to give me a spiel on how to be a fucking host, bro. Now this is a chick who do, he, she's not in comedy. She doesn't know comedy. Of course. But you know what? I let her speak her piece. I let her speak her piece, and you know what? To be honest with you, all I said was like, you know what? I'm. I thank you. I appreciate, and I take it constructive criticism. And I guarantee you this: the next time, by the next time you see me, I, I promise to have better material. Jesus! And she just looked at me. She goes, "I can't wait," and I'm gonna be there. And I can't wait. And I was like, you know, bitch. I, I just <laughs> you're a you better know, man than yeah, I am, I, bro. I no, no, I gotta no. tell you, it, you it, are it a made, better man it, than it I am. It made no sense for me to try to argue with this person no, because it does. God it's God not gonna you, fucking make any sense. Dude, you're so good, man. You're Ugh. so that, that's a veteran, bro. I gotta yeah, tell brother. you, man. You're, yeah. you're I'm a fucking. Even, I'm veteran. not even gonna get into that shit, dude. I'm not. And plus, I was I was fucking exhausted. I had I I had to host a whole goddamn show, and I just wanted to drink and have a fucking good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, dude. I mean, you know, with it's like it's comedy karaoke. These motherfuckers want you to play what they fucking request. Yeah, you dude. know what I mean? It's yeah. not like that. Guess what? This is a show, bro. Like this, this is what you got. Yeah, and this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. is uh, talk about what you know. You know what I mean? Because when you talk about what you know, I mean, you don't have to have anything written down. You just right. Like, of course. So when I asked you, you know about your, you know, uh, your early stages of, you know, your marriage or, you know, your early stages of comedy, you don't have to look down at a pad and figure it. You just, well, no, that's what you know. Th that's the crazy thing about it because when you, when you go through so many experiences in life, uh, and, 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 and we learned this from, um, and I know you did because you worked with him as well. When, you know, one of the things I learned from Jeff Garcia, uh, uh, working with him, uh, all, all those years that I did, one of the greatest things I learned from him was he always told me, always make your, your, your material, always make your jokes personal, make it personal. So that way nobody ever can take your joke. Nobody can ever st steal your joke. Nobody can ever steal your material yeah. because when you make it personal, yeah. people really appreciate that. Your audience appreciates it. They 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 know that you're being authentic. That's they great. know that you're being yes. real with them, yeah. and they appreciate that yes. more, man, dude. And 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 he was right, dude. And and when you make your material as personal as as you can you can make it, then 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 the audience they they do appreciate that, yeah. dude. And and. Uh, you know, that's why when I think as you get older, being a comedian, you have so much more in life that you've experienced that you can tell, you know what I mean? You, 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 you I, I guess be, I become a storyteller over the years. Yeah. And at this point in my career, oh, a great I'm a great storyteller. Yeah. Absolutely. I love telling stories. Yeah. And I remember when I was, uh, just a mere tadpole in this fucking game, I, I used to listen to these guys like to tell stories. And one of the greatest storytellers I had ever fucking watched in my life, one of the greatest storyteller comedians that I've ever watched in my life, and I watched, and that I knew personally, and that I I, I, I watched in person, was a guy named Ron Shock. Okay, look the, look this guy up. Ron Shock Ron was prob Ron Shock. He was probably one of the greatest storytellers I had ever heard, and I was like, how does this guy just tell this tell this story? Like, how do you do that? 
You know what I mean? How does this guy do that? And let me tell you, man, you, you, you didn't, you, you don't know it. You just become it, and, yeah. and 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 it finds you. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. great advice, bro. Yeah, dude. But what you know what I was getting at is like when I start this podcast, bro. What I thought you know would be a, a great guest is somebody that I that I have a lot of history with, bro. Yeah, man. Someone that I just I I I feel <laughs> like I know you, bro. But I want to know more about you. Yeah, you dude, know what I mean. Of course, of course, dude, of course. Like we've been doing this for an hour plus, yeah, dude, dude. And I feel like I just scratched the surface, bro. Like, so oh, I'm gonna have to have you back. Yeah, and man. I got so many other uh, yes. uh, questions to to ask you. But dude, I I enjoy this time that that we had together, and uh, you know. Um, that's why I just knew because I'm just getting started in the whole podcasting and 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 just like stand up, you talk about what you know, and I feel like you talk to somebody that you know, yeah, and that you could just go off and just turn the cameras on, <laughs> hit record, and that it just wouldn't be, dude. Like, can you believe know, it? Like, an hour yeah. and a half, bro. An hour and a half, bro. An hour and a half, just dude, like we, we could go. An, we could go at least another hour we, and a half. We dude, went easy. It, it, it's so crazy, bro. Yeah. Um, um, can I can I uh, plug my uh, absolutely my, my bro. social media let and me my just make sure this my camera, personal info. Let me uh, let me get this camera going yeah. right here, and uh, we'll get it. We'll make sure that it's. Uh, Oh man! Oh, did it die? No, it's huh. no, it's good. All right, brother, go ahead. Okay, so yeah, if I uh, I just want to plug my uh, uh, my uh, personal uh, social media, yeah, uh, you can find me Renee Garcia. You can find me across the board at it's Renee Garcia. That's at it's Renee Garcia at i t s r e n e one e. Don't put two because you make me a female. R e n e g a r c i a at it's Renee Garcia, and that's across the board on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, whatever you want to find me on. Please find me, follow me. I also uh, do a pa- I also do a NASCAR podcast called At Turns No Breaks. Again, that's At Turns No Breaks. If you're a NASCAR fan like myself, if you know anybody that likes NASCAR just like me, just like them. Turn them on to my NASCAR podcast uh, that I do every Sunday or every Saturday, actually every Saturday or Sunday after the races at Turns No Breaks. Follow Renee. If you look up Renee Garcia on Facebook, I promise you he's going to make you laugh. Not only is he a, a, a great stand-up comedian, but he's also doing us a service, guys, by uh, you know being in, those, in the VA hospitals, being in hospitals all over Los Angeles, all over the country, wherever they need him. And he's serving—dude, he's— He's helping all these people that we're, 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 we're hearing about in the news everywhere. And he goes in there and he's risking his own health because he has asthma. And he's, you know, and he's doing it. As a comedian, a stand-up comedian, you're doing a service because laughter is healing, yeah. right? Yes, it is. Laughter <laughs> is the best but medicine, egg- brother. Yeah, it sure is, man. But you're also in those hospitals uh, helping people and healing people as well, man. So thank, thank you, you for that. Right and, on, brother. And, and then you're, you're, you're being a great father to your son. Well, thank you so awesome, much. Awesome, brother. For, thank you for, for having me, man. everything that you're doing, man. Like, Dude, thank I, you. I, I, I thank appreciate you, man. Uh, so much, man. Um, awesome, brother. So uh, I want to tell everybody thank you for watching. Please continue to support not only uh, podcasts, but also live comedy when it comes back. I just need everybody to stay sexy. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, and let's go get it, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining the uh, Poop Dollar Podcast. And uh, we'll be back with some other uh, really good guests. Thanks.